and welcome to the commentary for episode 79 of Seminar. Uh, my name is Paul Brueggemann, and this is definitely not the uh, third time that we've recorded this thing. Uh, with me is uh, uh, my assistant director, Vincent Morrison. Hello! And as well as Shanna Shotwell. Hello! And Jason R. Wallace. Hello! Well, welcome back, everyone, to the to the cave. Spend too much time here. Mm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we uh, for credits we've got Aiden Rudd as Zarash and uh, Dan Foster as Alex. Thirty-four minutes. Well, I doubt she's going to stay up for three days solid. Uh, and I don't know if this is if you've ever listened to the show, but. Um, Alex is, is, is a humanoid version of, uh, of an AI that was created years back, and now he's, he's here to kind of learn his own journey, and he's learning out what it means to be quote-unquote human, and uh, yeah, you were kind of on a journey with him. To the primary user. Make an exception. Very well. Each of the shorts are lessons. Yeah, um, a while back when seminar first started, um, every episode or every short was in a classroom setting to kind of uh, serve as a lesson to to the humans that were living in. Well, what we they didn't know then that we know is uh, they were in space and they were on this saddle thing, um, learning about humanity. And this is set years and you know, millennia in the future, I guess. We don't actually yeah. know the timeline. <laughs> Unknown. Right. And now we're moving into into Shanna's short here. Um, would you like to uh, talk a little? Um, well, I, I had never written a podcast script uh, before this, actually. Um, I had been taking a class at my college uh, in podcast and script writing, and my teacher suggested that I submit it here. And Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Jeffrey Bridges, uh, he got back to me and he said he liked it. And with work, um, he think he thought it would be a, a great addition to um, this. He was really helpful with um, formatting because I, I had no idea what I was doing mm-hmm. there. Um, and uh, and uh, uh, tweaking the ending, but I can talk about that later. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically with wanted to create the idea that what we're hearing could be what the guy in this episode um, has, uh, Charlie and Laura, could be what um, he's hearing. What's your name? Charlie. Charlotte. Yeah, I'm, I'm a very happy person in real life, I promise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my teachers always get surprised when I turn stuff like this in, and they're like, oh, okay. Know, seminar is no stranger to that either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for credits here, uh, we have Julia Eve, Charlie, and Susan Evans as Laura. Julia Eve, man, she just nailed it. I was, I was oh, so yeah. surprised. Like, oh yes, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, yeah. Julia. Well, I, I think since the first time she auditioned, she's been in every episode since. Oh wow. I can understand why. Yeah. Yeah. I, having listened to this, I, I really appreciated her. Um, she's got a, a a naturalism to the way that she del- 
dialogue that is sometimes really hard to do, mm-hmm. especially in shorts that, uh, for instance, have got some kind of heavy fantasy or sci-fi. It's hard to mm-hmm. get that that kind of dialogue out there. But I think even in a sort of a more neutral setting like this, she nailed it. Right. And I think acting with with short stories, you don't have a whole lot of material to kind of draw from to create the character that you're voicing. So, um, yeah, even in that case, she's got she's got such a knack for for delivering the lines in such a way that you know you this character's been around for forever. <laughs> yeah, it's strange because like I I didn't imagine her as a British or with an accent, but when mm-hmm. I um, hear it. I first uh, took a listen to it. Um, I was like happily surprised. I was like, "Oh, okay, she's British now." But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm but glad it banging, turned out that way. Yeah, that uh, banging on the wall. That was me hitting the side of a computer case and using echoes and stuff to make it oh. louder. <laughs> oh, cool. That's great. What a creative foley work. I admit. Uh wasn't uh i my my attention had slipped ever so slightly when i was listening to this short earlier and i thought it was a gunshot at first and i thought wow okay mm. <laughs> we've, oops we've really taken off here <laughs> i yeah the dialogue helps a lot though with 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 the cue there yeah Depends. he'll stop feeding us if we make too much noise or try to break out so where did the idea come for come from for the story um i since i had never like i had listened to some podcasts before and uh like the most familiar one of course is a night fail um and it made sense in my mind for a story that it's that is in this form to be um to kind of be since it's the guy who has them is recording them it made sense to me to hear what he might hear Mm. or if you're in the same situation as them, if it's completely dark, you it, you might be uh, fully immersed in it because mm-hmm. you can. Uh, I wrote in cues for footsteps above, um, just the overall ambiance of the pipe stripping and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. I wanted to really see because at the time I had no idea that I would submit it and get it into a seminar. I was just playing around and seeing if that would be a cool thing to do. Mm. And the teacher really liked it, and it's gone through changes since then, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it's uh, it's a story aside from some stuff at the end, um, and the same kind of thing that I was going for. I was still peeved at him because, you know, just the creepy feeling um, of being trapped in this basement and mm-hmm. trying to figure out what to do. It kind of reminded me of of the movie Split, in the oh, yeah. in the sense that they don't know exactly what's going on, um, and you're kind of right along with them. Yeah, yeah. Completely in the dark, so to speak. Yeah. Literally, in this case, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. yeah the story. I watch. Is... Sorry, go on. Huh? Go on. Oh, I was just gonna say I watch a lot of um, like. I watch a lot of TV shows, the darker themes, crime shows, and I don't know. I've always kind of gravitated toward those things. To get out of here, you can't. 
You just said I shouldn't. I find that struggle interesting. It. We can't risk it. Sure mm -hmm. we can. Spencer still needs to be fed after all. Um, Vincent, I wanted to hmm? real quick on your on the pacing of the dialogue. Yeah, is is really 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 good. It's it's super natural sounding. Um, thank you. That they interrupt each other and um, pauses in between dialogue is really really well placed and thought out. Good yeah, I I I uh, really try 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 to get into that into that just. In, that uh, that situation and like you know feel like if if I were talking how would how how would I respond and if I'm mm -hmm. lucky the uh, at the uh, the actors actually respond the way I think they will respond mm -hmm. <laughs> so I can I can put them so I can put them exactly where I think they should be uh, in right. other cases I have to uh, I have to improvise you know but <laughs> we'll see yeah. Right, and that's one reason we ask for you know three to five takes. Exactly, um, is that we so that we can have the fluidity of you know what we have in our heads to you know come out in the in the final product. Yeah, yeah, and and there are times when I'm I'm listening to to all to all all of an actor's takes, and I think I have it in take one, and then then uh take then uh, then not then not and then take take three is like oh wow that's great i'll use that instead oh yeah and it may be and it may may be co completely different but it still oh, yeah. fits you know in some way so yeah so please give give a variety of takes she would sing and we would watch the light fade through our window and then it was dark but her voice was still there to listen to and it made it easier it calmed me down I think it calmed him down too because he didn't move around as much. So then the uh, character of Mia, or, or the you know, not actually the character, but the uh, the um, the, I, the, I, the 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 idea of Mia was was she was she always in the story? Um, yeah, she was always in the because I needed Laura to have a reason to resist wanting to escape because I I believe in like of like uh, human uh, perseverance and wanting to fight and with um, Laura while she's still broken down without him actually having come in and like hurt her in any real way like aside from like the mention of the hose um, wanted to have a reason for her to do what she does at the end um, and for her to be acting like this um uh, I'm just, just going to talk about it now because I figured if you're listening to the commentary, you've heard the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, originally, um, there was more behind Laura's uh, actions of uh, pulling Charlie from the window and killing her. Um, uh, but it was Jeff that it was sort of out of character for her because uh, before that point, she had been very um, reserved and like fear. And it was kind of a 180 because she addressed the captor uh, directly. And I didn't want her to be, like, in on it the entire time. I wanted that action to be hers own. Mm. Like, the captor didn't put her up to it. She wasn't planning it from the start. But at a certain point, she realized um, she had to do it. And so uh, originally she talked directly to the captor and said, like, you can't get rid of me. 
but it's been changed since then to um, apologizing to Charlie, um, just trying to explain herself, because in this um, instance, in Mia being killed, it would be Laura, and she's terrified of that happening to her because she heard it happen to someone else, and uh, it was a traumatic for her, of course. So when she realizes that only one of them could escape, and she might not even fully escape, her self-preservation kind of kicked in. And instead of risking her dying, even if that meant Charlie might live uh, a little bit longer, she figured that it would be better for her to take matters into her own hands and kill Charlie. So I ran as fast as I could, and I could already hear Mia scream. So, yeah. Um, I'm... I'm glad that 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 the that the uh, that the uh, that the dialogue at the end was was changed to her apologizing to 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 to, to Charlie because it 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 makes the uh, the captor feel more like well, less of a character and more like part of the environment not 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 a, a, a thing that that you can interact with he's just there yeah so that was cool yeah thank you rocks and leaves. Didn't bother to sedate me or knock me out. He knew he had me. My goal is always to, like, in even these sort of scary settings, my goal is always to try and make the characters uh, human, um, or at least the characters you see, uh, human, in uh, as many ways possible, even if their actions are questionable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Knew that she was suffering because of me, that I had ruined. There were times I had to figure out, like, okay, what is the captor actually doing up there? Where is he? Why? Why yeah. is he here at 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 this point? I, 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 and I just hope uh, what what you hear is is more oh, or less what what you had in your head when you wrote it. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but you know, <laughs> I tried. Yeah. I, I mean, it is pretty much what I had in my head. My idea was that he, what he likes to do is he likes to put these girls in there and hear them freak out or panic. And so he listens to them. And occasionally he'll be doing something else or he'll leave. And if he's leaving for longer times, he'll give them sedatives. Mm -hmm. um, but the idea that someone's listening to you and be sure if he's currently listening is scary. Because you don't know if, like, what you're planning to do is already ruined. Right. So just hearing the footsteps above, um, him, like, kind of responding to what they might say down below or realizing that, okay, they're actually going to try this and him going down there. That That is what I imagined. He really is just sitting up there and listening. Mm -hmm. I've learned my lesson. A creep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well put. Yeah, he's not a he's not a good guy. <laughs> you know, along that that thought, I, I I the first time that I heard this particular short, um, and and maybe you you, you can tell me, Shanna, this is maybe over, but um, I felt that there was a strong kind of metaphor for um, lately in society we've had a a, a huge conversation about about manipulation coming from 
men of power or position. And this talk that the two of them have while um, captured about, you know, uh, being nice and, and, and being quiet and, mm-hmm. and not ruining a good thing. And, and this, yeah. this, this male figure being, rather than a, uh, maybe a, a quote-unquote proper character, but more of a yeah. kind of seems to reinforce that idea, at least for me. Yeah. Um, I wanna, at the time I wrote this, it wasn't – it was right before – movement uh the me too movement really mm-hmm. started um but it was it was in the back of my mind Ouch. it wasn't what the yeah it wasn't Sorry. what the story was entirely um about when i started but sometimes when i write i realize that stuff in my subconscious comes forward sure. and uh injects itself in my writing so yeah it is a small thread um because uh, he is a force. He he never talks. He never actually, you never see him or hear him hurt the girls. All he does is he puts Charlie, when she's dead, he drags her out. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was in, weird, actually. The the, uh, the uh, dragging sound was like, oh, yeah, he's actually dragging her out. Yeah. It felt, felt weird doing that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, the, uh, with the, uh, really with manipulated the... her. Yeah. And there he goes. Mm-hmm. I thought so. The, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, window sound was, was, was actually my, uh, bedroom window. It, 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 uh, it does, does, uh, 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 does make that sound. Very squeaky. I tried to open it, so. Oh. <laughs> Down came the rain and... That's creepy as. <laughs> Survival. Back in the cave. I like, I like hearing, you know, thoughts behind the, the different stories. Yeah. No, but I admit I'm still growing accustomed to the organic way of thinking. I think, um, uh, Dan, if you're listening to this, you should uh, Vincent whenever, whenever he puts some casting calls up. You know, you don't have to limit yourself to just being. Alex and Thomas. Just saying. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Evaluating. Alex, I was hoping I could find you. That is true. I am uh, living proof of that. <laughs> Just because I'm organic now does not mean that I'll understand it any better. Uh, and I always love when actors get to talk to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can show that. Yeah. It's, it's fun. And it's cool because um, he doesn't do anything to alter his his uh, his voice he just alters the way he talks like the the speech patterns yeah so it's it's really interesting and it's well the actors help a lot but yeah but... i think that it's cool that he gets to just you know change his patterns and is there you go two different characters here we are jason in a busy ass office yes we are yeah this was so much fun I'll be honest, it was really fun to direct. Well, it's um, that I had fun doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, give us the, give us the, the deets. Okay. How did you, uh, how did you come up with the, the story and all that? Oh, well, this, uh, short is built off the bones of a, uh, a very short play, uh, that I wrote approximately a million years ago. 
Hmm. Um, it was uh, kind of a dark office comedy uh, that had notes to it of like sort of desperation and Hamlet-like existential questioning. Hamlet, yeah. Um, but yeah, but but that got shelved for a long time, and okay. then uh, in April of last year, um, I, I'm. Indiana in the West Lafayette area. That's around where that's basically the Purdue campus town, right? Um, and the Civic Theater of Greater Lafayette was having their fifth annual play festival. And the way that my schedule worked out and the timing and everything, I had a very limited window to get something in. And so I decided to basically dust off the office comedy and say, okay, what can I do with this oh, cool. to, make, to make it work? Um, and so I ended up changing quite a bit of it and making it more obviously a sort of absurd riff on Hamlet and making it more sort of archly comic mm-hmm. in that way. Um, and it came together pretty quick. And um, it ultimately didn't end up getting accepted, but then it occurred to me that, you know, uh, I've got a, an avenue for this you know, called seminar, so we'll throw that in. And it turned out to work pretty well in terms yeah. of an audio play rather than a stage play. So Okay. Um, and I just want to make mention of that, that- here is uh, Veronica Lewis as, uh, as Stevens and Hannah Jane Condell as Jacoby. And um, Vincent, I have no idea you were doing Foley work, but I did some of my own. The, the box that she's carrying um, is, is a box full of like mugs and things um, that I had at work. And I just I, uh, I shook it a couple times, and there you go. Did, uh, uh, did you... Uh, did you actually uh, break a mug? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> at the University of Wittenberg? Well, hello, Wittenberg, to be precise. I didn't. No, that, that was uh, something that I found online. Yeah. don't care that much. Foreign education or not, I'm sure your grandfather is looking up at you right now. Uh, is really good at being awkward. I loved the beginning bit with the whole Jesus take the handlebars and the... <laughs> Peddling for Christ. That was, that was really cute. Yeah, she's she had a good knack on that character's um, sort of constant, yeah, awkward twitchiness. Yeah. yeah. The prescriptions he was on, or the prescriptions he wasn't on, but took anyway, or the whoring. And I do like how they both of these characters um, kind of are fast talkers, and uh, they kind of just talk over each other, and you know they both have their own <laughs> their own random thoughts and. Tangents yeah, going. I find a lot of that I write is um, a, a lot of the characters end up sort of talking at each other rather than to each other, mm-hmm. and they operate in a uh, sort of uh, a cadence that I would call middle-winded, not quite long-winded, okay. but, uh, where they get a lot of dialogue out, uh, and it can sometimes be it's it's sometimes fun to hear the actors try to come to grips with. Maybe a slightly longer sentence that I'd intended, mm-hmm. and try to fi- try to find those naps and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I have to say, uh, uh, Hannah took a different um, approach to uh, Jacoby. Um, originally, I had envisioned Jacoby as sort of um, uh, J.K. Simmons by way of J. Jonah Jameson, uh-huh. sort of this oh. sort of this broad kind of voice, you know, hard charging, uh, yeah. brassy boss. Yeah. Um, but she ends up taking this sort of like very nasal, squirmy. Yeah. Um, she, she almost reminds me of um, 
Janice from Friends. Right, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, that choice still works here because it, it, it gives us a reason to sort of dislike Jacoby instantly. Mm -hmm. <sighs> what a mess. Alas, poor Tchotchke. I knew him, Stapler. Oh, the... The Wallace, Wallace, what's his face? The, yeah, yeah, gosh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah. God damn, Gertrude Stein! What the? What the heck is that? Why is? Does a lot better job censoring yourself than I do. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like one of those old pistols from W two. From W two. Why is? Is this part of the orientation? Is this one of those? So for the uh, for the World War II buffs that are listening, uh, we all know that the Luger doesn't have a revolving chamber. But what are you going to do? You need to you need to let yep. them know it's a gun somehow. Yep. Wait a minute. Russell Gold coming back after a, a while of not being on seminar. Oh well, he was on last episode, but. Yeah, I like I like Russell. I think Russell was a great choice for this. Uh, he's got mm -hmm. a very distinctive voice, and he and he that voice lines up really well with creepy or goofy kind of characters. Mm -hmm. And this old spooky Stevens happens to be both of those at the same time. Yep. Well, that's still true, morally speaking. Anywho, I got a tale for you, girl, that it needs hearing. Fun fact, the uh, Stevens and Jacoby are named after two actors, uh, but a popular actress to play Hamlet, Toby Stevens, and of course, Derek Jacoby. Oh. Silence! Mark me what not. I don't got a lot of time, girls, so you just better listen. I'm due for a dinner party at Pol Pot's place in 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm hallucinating. Yes, that's it. This is a stress-related mental break with the new job and all. But I just need to close my eyes, center my breathing, call my therapist. Ow! God, what was that for? I thought ghosts couldn't... You're fresh out of college. You don't know nothing. So the first thing first, I lied about the wildebeest. <laughs> uh, during the short, do we do we do we hear what this company uh uh uh, uh does exactly? That's a question. For no, in the script, it's uh, in, in the original play, they were sort of a. Uh, I think the company was called Globo Staple, so just sort of a generic kind of paper pushing. Mm -hmm. um, sort of uh, company but ultimately their their work ended up being completely irrelevant to the rest of the uh, the script in this audio form so we just sort of jettisoned that they're just meant to stand in for I mean the, the closest will be something like uh, Dunder Mifflin or something <laughs> got it yeah but it, it kind of sounded really really busy in the front end so it kind of sounded like a, like a, a paper business or something like a Wait, are you, something that prints paper books or a busy downtown sort of urban yeah, office. Yeah. 
Much like the uh, Daily Bugle. Right, exactly. Kind of, I'm old and I'm chock full of illegal substances as it is, and Jacoby becomes king of the castle. Or queen, damn women's lib. Thankfully, it actually wasn't um, it, to uh, make this Hamlet um, connection more more blatant. Uh, originally, the characters of uh, Stevens and Jacoby uh, were both male, and it was Jeffrey's uh, a very wise idea to say, okay, well, you know, the Hamlet thing is still intact, so why not? change those characters to to both be uh so that we can leverage our um our strong um female casting pool and i said yeah. hey, that's, that's a great idea besides it's the only way to avenge my incredibly overdue but still yeah i think russell gold is the only male ca uh, cast member for the shorts yeah because we never actually see the captor in in your short shannon yeah exactly I think we can assume that was also Russell Gold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Just do your dead grandpa little favor and murder a man for supernatural revenge. Absolutely not! First of all, you're not real because I'm clearly having a hard time dealing with a stressful work environment. Better I've got a grapefruit-sized tumor pressing down on my frontal lobe. Either way, I need medical help. I can slap you again, girl. That'll serve. Back off! Second of all, do you have any idea how hard it is? Oh, I forgot to mention, um, Stevens mentions a wildebeest uh, in a rather disgusting way in the script. And there was a wildebeest in my last seminar short. Yeah, that's, okay. I actually did, I recognized that. <laughs> so I'm hoping it be, uh, I'm going to make it a, a regular thing. If there's another seminar script in me, it's going to have a wildebeest in there too. Your signature. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my calling card. <laughs> Put that on your IMDb. <laughs> and I was a young Republican in college. Now that really hurts my feelings, Toby. Here I am, back on the material plane, reaching out to my beloved granddaughter one last Don't time. Guilt trip me, Grandpa. I um. Oh, and I'm. I'm just now thinking of this. Um, your your last short was kind of set in reality, but then it was like a dream thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then this one has like the you know the ghost aspect. I just I I like how how grounded your sound, even though they're you know totally you know out of this world in in most respects. Like of course you can have a. You know, a dream like what you wrote but you know it, it it read like a like a reality kind of situation and i just you know it, that's that's my opinion but i don't you know right, I don't yeah, know if it has any merit i i always try to do um I, my interest is very firmly in genre stuff that kind of fantastical all kind of things mm -hmm. and so i try to work that into the scripts but first and foremost dialogue is so important to me the rhythm of mm -hmm. it and the way that it works um Anything from the beginning and I try to make sure no matter how fantastical the situation that the dialogue feels um, both natural and artful mm. yeah yeah that must be it because it, it just sounds so yeah it, that's the word for it it's natural I'm at a loss fun couple of shorts there
Yeah. Or is it funny because of the allusions to the questionable mortality of the grandfather? It's both. And here's Catherine Pride as Alice. I was just hoping that Alex could help me understand the nature Fantastic of Fantastic writer. Yes, I see that. Technically, you were cheating, but I'll forgive that if it means Alex listened to the story as well. I did. I found it interesting. How so? From a formulaic level, the turn is meant to surprise and humor the audience. Oh, okay, well, you know, if you want to put it that way, it sounds stale, doesn't it? <laughs> she was willing to do what was necessary to survive, both in the workplace and outside of it. Yes. <laughs> Look at you. You've had a name for three days, and the two of you are. Again, I know we say it every time, but I like the how Cat just brings all of the shorts together, rappers together in one fluid yeah. episode. I do not envy that work. I know it no. is. No, uh, yeah. That means making mistakes. We talked about this. I also appreciate how, uh, again, we we had a lot of actors in this particular episode who've mm-hmm. very good at delivering dialogue in a very naturalistic way and I think Kat is really great at that yeah what are you looking into just trying to figure out what I am what it means to be organic I don't have a root directory anymore I have genetics okay well if you want to talk you know where to find me the the little sounds of of uh, Thomas rolling away, kind of, <laughs> I kind of envisioned like BB, like a BB-8 type of. Oh, yeah. Was she in the right? Was she excused for killing Charlie? No, Alex. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there she is, kind of, you know, exploring your your short there. Yeah. Well, cool guys, that was a a good one, a little solid episode. Yeah. Appreciate you guys being patient and, you know, recording with me. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see you in in two months, Vincent, uh, for for my last episode. And um, we will, yeah, we'll talk more then. Goodbye, everyone. Enjoy your day. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.